Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now episode of Creators Outlet, of course, brought to you by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team. If you have a crowdfunder that you're having trouble with or you're nervous about crowdfunding for the first time, uh, contact Kevin Gillette over at the Inked Marketing Team, and they can get you through stock to finish. They're going to do all the hard work that you really don't want to do outside of appearing on a million and one podcast. Speaking of which, you're also part of the NSC Roadshow that'll get you to podcasts all around the globe to help you fulfill your crowdfunder. Speaking of crowdfunders, it's Dustin Brunel, and he's listening. I Well, I try to anyway, right? Yeah. Well, you know, once in a while. Right, right. You know, I get it. I'm there. How's it going, everybody? Uh, glad to be here, Will. Uh, always a fan of hanging out with Will. It's a good time. I actually have a show on the road show as well. So make sure you guys hop on that roadshow. It's a good time, man. But Inked, Inked is great. Um, so what have you got going on right now, Will? Uh, I got a lot of stuff going on. I've been getting books and I've been finding books. And Oh, oh well, that's a, that's you a know, given you and you're finding books. You know, I'm like, I didn't know I had uh-huh. I didn't know I had the Teen Titans 44 laying around. And I had all four issues, no bat, no board. All in one bag, because you know you get like a, a cool story arc inside of a title. Right. Like, right. well, I want to keep these all together so I can read them again. Right on. Right. So on. They, they were just they're just sitting there like all four of them in one bag, and I'm like, holy shite! I get that. I get that for sure. Well, you know me, I'm going through books all the time myself, uh, and now we're we're putting books out. So that's an exciting thing, right? Um, you know, I I believe that you've read Greed actually uh my latest book did i send you greed or did i send you the listener when wins weep you sent me uh the the script for the next listener gotcha okay i need to send you a copy of greed it's a lot of fun we really enjoyed it the book is done so we're just waiting on some covers to come in and stuff kickstarter goes live on april 23rd i think um 
you know, the best way that I could describe greed to somebody would be like, it's like Shaun of the Dead mixed with Little Monsters, right? If you guys don't remember Little Monsters, it's a great film with Howie Mandel. Definitely need to check it out. I think that's early 90s that movie came out. Oh, yeah. Great, great film. Um, Howie Mandel and uh, what was what was the guy's um, Fred Savage? Fred, Fred yeah, Savage. the uh, the the almost Robin. The almost that's right, the almost Robin. How funny that you remember that. Well, um, you know, lots yeah, of stupid well, comic book facts in this. Right, on, right on, I got you for sure, for sure. I'm gonna have to have you on my show um, next week uh, talking about superhero movies, so we'll have to get into that. Um, but anyway, so we got a lot going on with Reed. You know, you've got Oz, you got a 10-year-old boy, and his monster under the bed, his name is Cade. Um, it's a lot of fun, guys. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's a standalone spinoff from the Listener series. Um, and it's based 40 years, now, almost 70 years, actually, after the Listener. So after the issues that you we've got out now. So as the Listener... As the listener keeps going forward, you guys will get more and more caught up with everything going on between the two books. Because, like I said, they're in the same world, just different time periods. Um, and you go from this, like, like awesome soldier guy to this, like, young dude that doesn't know anything about anything but computers and going to school, you know. So we're having a lot of fun with that. And um, expect a lot of witty, witty banner like old school Spider-Man banner that you would have gotten back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's big fights, big colors, you know, we've got an amazing cover team. Um, oh my gosh. We've got uh, Rich Parada on the covers for that. Phil Leon is actually coloring that cover. We're really excited to have him part of this. Uh, he's editing that book actually as well. So that's cool. Um, we've got, Oh man, let's see. Let me let me grab the list. That's how many people are doing covers for this book that I need a list. Um, <laughs> Manny Soto, Manuel Soto is doing a cover. Uh, David Acampo is doing a cover. Both those guys are the interior duo that do this book, by the way. Um, awesome stuff. I'll actually bring up. Hold on, I'll bring up a cover uh, that you guys can see. Uh, it was really really good. Let me pop that up real quick. Finding folders is nuts. So greed covers, and this is April's cover. We just got it today, so I'm really excited to show it to you guys. Here we go. A lot of fun with this cover. Like, sure, it takes me back to being that kid, like that would make like a fort in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they're under his bed right now with the flashlight and stuff, and it's just a lot of fun to me. You know, like it really does take me back to being a kid and, you know, making my own blanket forts and hiding under my bed and all that good jazz. Um, and it, it's, it's a way for us to show a little bit more into this world and how we can relate to it. Um, I'll throw you guys some some other art while we're looking real quick. Um, so concept art. This was one of the first pieces that Manny did for Greed. Um, and this was his colors. And then when we got David to come over and work with us from the listener to come over um, and work on it, this is what he came up with. I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Like conceptually, the colors are great. They vibe real well. 
The, gl um, the glowing smoke coming off. Right, of man. So much fun. Uh, and these are some of the early concepts for the characters. We went through a couple different uh, renditions um, Manny was doing, and they all came out really, really good, you know, and a lot of fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed um, working with the team on this book. Oh, there's Rich Parada's cover before Phil started coloring it. Yeah, I was I was actually on Rich's feed. Uh, in, oh, that's in the, right. In the in the chat when he was drawing this, and I was yeah. like, I was I was like trying to figure out, and then he then he started blowing everybody's mind by uh, you know using using the whiteout. Oh tools. man, how cool was that, right? Oh, so awesome! The he called it the reverse Kirby crackle. Yeah, and that was just man, that was just sick. So cool, man. I mean, just the talent that we've got involved for this book is absolutely wild. Um, I can show you guys some page concepts. Like, I, I love this page, too. This was a lot of fun. Um, just like with uh, Eric and the listener, I feel like these guys, like, reach into my brain and just pull pages out. You know? But we've, we've had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, the book is done now. So... Uh, we're already beginning to work on book two and whatnot, which is a lot of fun as well. You know, um, we're introducing some really wild characters in the next few books. Uh, if you notice some of the, the names that you'll start seeing with greed, you know, Justin Hunt, we've got um, oh, Becky Fuller, you know, uh, who else is doing covers for book three? Oh, um, David Fox doing cover or for book two. David Fox doing a cover for book two. You know, lots of people that have a lot in common. And you'll start noticing what I mean as the book progresses. We're going to start introducing uh, some, some female characters, which we don't really have much of in the listener currently. So you'll get to see, like, Lee is an adult coming up in Greed, which she was introduced in the first book of the listener. So you'll get her uh, all grown up. Uh, but why isn't she an old lady? We'll figure that out, too. You'll start getting into some of that stuff. Uh, where is the listener during Greed? All that stuff. Everybody's trying to find him. You know, so there's all these stories that, like I said, it's a very uh, self-contained book. But there are stories, if you're interested in continuing to learn more, you can gain that from reading the other book. And I think that's a lot of fun because my biggest issue with comic books now, and it's, it's been forever, is... I want to know more about the characters in the background than just the one character that we're reading about, mm. you know, like, cause they're interesting, you know, Batman had a, a plethora of amazing characters, Spider-Man as well. You know, all these books have great X-Men was the worst, right? They'd have different X-Men in different books and it'd be like, you'd have to chase down something to read about your books. And you know what guys, you don't get that kind of thing, you know, because yeah. of the fact that when we were younger and those X-Men books were coming out, we were having to chase books, but we didn't have the internet to find them, you know, so we wouldn't get to read all about the characters we wanted to read about. We'd have to read about whatever X-Men book we could get our hands on. So. But if, he were, if, he, were, if he were the first kid to the newsstand yeah. every week, you'd have a better chance of getting that X-Men issue. For sure. And, and then they, then, you know, back then we had like the old school comic cons, you know, the VFW hall right. and like, Three, three or four stores would show up and all come to a big room. You're like. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't get that as a kid. I got the 7-Eleven once a month and the spinner rack and the 7-Eleven. Yeah, so, I, got the, I, got, I got the spinner rack. Uh, my friends that I talk to all the time now, uh, we call each other the, the, the comic heads. We all have... We all have nicknames. My buddy Chris is uh, is Darth. Uh, my buddy Tony is Moth. You can see where this is going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Star Wars fans all day for sure. And I am Major General. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> um, but I used to go to uh, Merlin's Pharmacy up the up the top of my street uh, with my mother, like on a Sunday, and she would let me pick out one, maybe two, comic books off the spinner rack. Right. So I mean, I like I showed you the 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 Batman book with the creeper kicking the crap out of him on the cover yeah. before, and yeah. I still have that book, and that's the first book I bought with my own money that I earned, like doing, oh, nice. you know, you know, raking leaves for neighbors. Yeah, or, yeah, you right know, on. You know, hustling, doing whatever. That's right. You know, for sure. I you used know, to do that. You know, we would we we work around the farm and stuff, and we'd get a you know, a dollar, a dollar fifty a month, and we could go down and get a book. You know what I mean? That was, and that, you guys laugh. A buck fifty would get you a book back then. You could get a book for a buck fifty. A book, a buck fifty in my day would get us a like a like a handful. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't get a handful, but I could get one at least. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that now is I think we're very spoiled when it comes to being comic collectors now. Mm-hmm. Because we have the internet and we have eBay and we have Amazon and everything else. Whereas, you know, when we were younger, we had to hunt these books. But um, so, yeah, so Greed is a way for me to show you guys characters that I really find interesting that I don't get to show as much as I would like in the listener. So I, I can play with them a little bit more. I can, you know, build their stories out and I can give you guys even more of these awesome characters we're bringing to life. Um, whereas the listener is very in our world, very alive and very, uh, realistic currently, you know, before we get into the spiritual realm and stuff, the exact opposite is what greed is. Greed is very much into the spiritual realm from the get go, because I wanted to give you this story from a 10 year old's point of view, but he's a 10 year old kid. I can't have him getting all beat up and dying or anything. You know what I mean? So we, we had to make sure that we could give you guys a way to tell you these amazing stories. But we have a lot more protagonists and antagonists than we're showing at the very beginning. Because like I said, this all ties into one large story down the road. Um, with Actually, with Lee uh, showing up in book three. So she'll, that's, as, that's how early she'll be showing up in the series. Um, and she'll begin teaching Oz what it is to be to exist in this world you know that's that's going on and maybe teaching him a little bit more about that little demon that runs around with him you know who's not going to care for the fact that she has a little bit more knowledge than he would like so um we're getting into all that i'm also writing the novel about it right now too so there's there's a lot going back and forth i actually deleted like 10 pages on accident today which really bummed me out because i was trying to delete a file and I deleted the wrong file and it was just not wise of me. Um, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, but we're, we're, uh, there are things that I've talked about in the listener that you'll, that are very prevalent, you know, like stepping over to the other side into the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. Oz spends a lot of time there because 
in that realm, he can get places. And we have him use that differently than Addy would use it. Because Addy's a grown dude. He can go do whatever he wants, wherever he wants. He doesn't know how to enter that realm yet in the series. The boy is being taken there through his monster under the bed, through Cade, who's actually moving him back and forth between these realms. And they can use that as a means to avoid detection from certain people or certain things. And that's a lot of fun as well to be able to hop back and forth and show you guys the different realms. Um, we had a good time with that. David came up with this really cool way to show off the factor in the spiritual realm instead of just doing the blacks and whites like we do in the listener. He uh, he added a hue to it to, to match the, the art style we have. And he also added this like ripple effect to anything that's not um, moving, you know, like so your wall would have like a ripple and it would be almost like a dream state, you know, that you were seeing. Um, and that's been a lot of fun seeing that develop the, the different things the guys and girls are bringing to the team. You know, we went from a team of oh my gosh, like six with the listener to like almost 18 people now. So it, it's it's become a large production. In my mind, that's a large production. You know what I mean? 18 people is a good sum of people. Um, and we're all, you know, in it, man. And it's so much fun to see how, you know, how it's developing with these different types of people and to see their different styles come in. You know, book two, you guys get Lilith. And for any of you that know anything about the character, She's a wild one. I'm sure Phil knows enough about Lilith to, to fill a decent-sized bucket. Um, but she's a wild one. And you, you, you're you talking about, like, the queen of whores meeting a 10-year-old boy that has no idea what that even is. So, you know, she's definitely got her uh, ideas of how things need to be done. And we're really glad that he's got a little green dude hanging out with him where that would be bad situations for a 10-year-old kid. So we're having, you know, it, it's – it's a world building experience. So every block gets you guys so much more knowledge. I don't want to overflow books with just filler. I don't want to overflow books with too much character building, but I want you guys to get an idea of where you're going, you know, the direction we're going because neither series has an end date. You know, I'm, I'm 37 books written in the listener right now. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm eight books written in greed now, you know, so plus the novel. So there's, there's really no end in my story yet. You know, I, I don't foresee there being an end. There's an end for characters, you know, main characters. There are ends for them uh, where mantles will be picked up by other people and so on. But I think that it, in the end, it'll all culminate, you know, and will be, you know, once, once I can successfully get to the point where I've told enough story and I can integrate these tales into one book, I think we'll eventually get to doing a larger book instead of just doing 24 pages. I think it'll probably be a bigger book than that. And it'll be every other month, just like we're doing now, but it'll, it'll have both stories in it at the same time. You know, this is a means to an end for me to get the stories to where we need them to be before I get to that point. Now, how are you alternating uh, listener and greed uh, funding wise? So all my books are paid for up front. And that's that's not changed. You know what I mean? I'm a book ahead for both series right now. Um, and what we do with the Kickstarter is the Kickstarter is to fund the next book. It, it, it's never to fund the book we're on. And I think that's very important 
for people to understand who back books because a lot of people are very wary of backing a book they don't know if it's going to get done it's finished or whatever or what have you uh, all my books are already done you know what i mean there's there's never a time when i'll go to kickstarter without a book that's finished so just because it, it has to do with my pride and the fact that i want to make sure you guys get the books like uh, i just got paid for kickstarter for win wins weep uh just the other day i still don't I, it, it's still processing currently but i literally had already ordered everybody's order for the last kickstarter it, it's already coming you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um that's something to think about when you order from us and something that you can make confidence in when you decide that you want to order a book from us um same thing with greed it's already done it's already paid for we're, we're working on book two now you know what i mean how we can um this this coming up this kickstarter coming up uh starting on april 23rd will fund the second book you know um but yeah so we're alternating so what we're doing is uh greed will come out the 20 uh kickstarter will start the 23rd and it ends in may and then in june the listener kickstarter comes out so right about the time that greed is going out you'll be getting your copy of the listener when wins weep and then as the listener kickstarter is ending you'll be receiving your copy of greed so it, it's literally it's almost like a monthly series that that's the best way i can put it because the way that it's dropping it took me a little while to get this situated because of the way that kickstarter works they hold your money for two weeks, you know, so on and so it takes this much time to print all those things. So it's like, it, it took me a while to figure out this semblance of sanity in printing and shipping out books, you know, plus we've got shows going on now, starting up again. We can actually go to cons again. Really excited about that. As far as I'm aware, I think we are stuck behind these plexiglass walls though. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I don't know that I'm a fan of that. We were joking about it on our show the other night. It's like, hey, look, I get we want to be safe. You can wear a mask, you know, be safe, but you don't need to put me behind a fishbowl. You know what I mean? If I don't have it by now, <laughs> so I, I oh no, I, I can see the headlines already. Crisis at the cons, right? Creators right. in cages. Yeah, that's that's basically what it's going to be like. Uh, as mm -hmm. far as I know, that we we are going to be behind some kind of something. Um, I don't know that for every show, but I know that for at least one or two of them that I'm going to, I'm going to be behind some plastic. Uh, that's uh, that being said as well, guys, don't freak out. I'll have the cube. We can still do the card readers and stuff. I'll still take cash. I'm not losing my mind or anything. You know what I mean? Um, I do think I, I understand where people are coming from. And, and I, I want you guys to go at this with an open mind. Any con goers, do it with an open mind because it's no more fun for us than it is for you having to sit behind those things because we do like the interaction. We do want to talk. We do want to be around people. You know, we, do, we are not trying to alienate you from that experience, which is the con experience. We, we all love that, right? So, yeah. So I'll still be signing books. We'll still be signing prints. We'll still be doing all kinds of shenanigans. We'll still be having a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll just, we'll have to do it in a different way, you know, but we'll evolve. We'll adapt to it. You know what I mean? Who knows how it'll work? Maybe folks will loosen up by day two, day three. You know what I mean? We can shimmy around a little bit, come over and take a picture, shake your hand or something. We'll figure it out. Um, 
as long as they don't tell us we can't. If you know, if it gets to the point where you know shenanigans are ensuing, you know, whatever. But to be fair, all these events are still having you know movie stars and actors and all kinds of other shenanigans too. So I don't see that we should be treated any different than they are. So we'll see how it goes because. I'll be live, guys, for the for all these events. You know, uh, at least one night, at most of them. Uh, I know the ICCC. I'll be uh, I'll be live as long as the internet supports it. You know, so we'll go live Friday night and we'll run comic camaraderie from there. And you know, we'll talk about stuff, how the con's going, what it feels like, because I know people are real interested about what's going on. Uh, I'll have greed stuff. I'll have listener stuff. Um, I'm really excited to show you guys some more greed. I have to wait a little bit uh, on some of that stuff because, uh, once again, being done, though, I still like to give everybody time to get all their stuff all the way done. You know what I mean? We need to make sure the colors are right here. Uh, all, all the interiors are done. We'll put it that way. But I still like to make sure everybody's comfortable. I don't like to rush people, you know, for a cover date or anything like that. So as soon as it's all situated, you guys will start seeing more covers You'll get the notification for the Greed Kickstarter soon, so you guys can check that out and follow that and get all the news and intel on, uh, on that. Um, I feel like that anybody that enjoyed, like, do you remember Mighty Max, Will? Yeah. I feel like anybody that enjoyed, like, Mighty Max, like the cartoon, will really, really enjoy Greed. Like, I, I really feel like that that's the gut feeling I've got, you know, because... The early reviews that we've got are really, really good, you know, and, you know, people miss that, you know, th those guys of us that were, you know, born in the uh, early 80s, you know, to the mid 80s, we enjoyed those types of cartoons, you know, the street sharks and gargoyles and all those really fun, you know, even the Mike Ducks cartoon was great, you know, it was really, really good, uh, didn't make any sense, none of it was feasible. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it was a lot of fun. And I think that's what makes those types of things fun. Like uh, in Greed, uh, book one, the main uh, protagonist is a giant minotaur demon. Like a massive minotaur demon. And he's literally going at it with Cade throughout this house. You know, and it's like, how wild would it be to see this massive minotaur going down, you know, a middle class suburban home you know, just going at it with a little green demon. And I think that was a lot of fun for us all to conceptualize, you know, because it's not a huge home. So you're putting this massive eight foot tall creature that's got like a four foot, well, two and a half, three foot, you know, shoulder span in this hallway, you know. So a lot of fun to see how all that went down. Climax is great. You know, uh, I, I have a habit of making my last page a lot of fun and leading into the next books. So uh, we're going to continue that because. And a splash page. Uh, oh, man, I didn't forget splash pages. I promise. I, I promise I didn't. Um, now, because of the fact that it's not like normal human beings that you're going up against, they're a little less uh, gory in that sense. You know what I mean? Than my, than the listener is, but they're still as big. They're still as fun. Uh, they're still as wild. I mean, even. Even with Manny and David doing the pages, I'm still a part of that process. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's not as I'm not as into it as I am with the listener because these guys are 
super talented. You know, they're really, really talented. And, uh, you know, a, a bunch of these dudes have been in this industry for 20 and 30 years that are working on greed. So it's very, it, it, it's less that I, I have to be involved in, actually, to be honest with you. It's like I can literally give you a page layout and it's just like, holy crap, there's the page that like literally like floated out of my head and onto the paper, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and that's a lot of fun, you know, but it, it also gives me more time to focus on the listener. It gives me more time to focus on my book. It's it's a having a bigger team is like a, a production line, right? It's instead of being like two dudes beating it up on, for hours on end, it's a team that's literally like, okay. Well, here's this slide it down to the next person now. Oh, we did our part. Slide it over here. You know, and it's a very interesting process to watch, you know, um, to watch how it all goes down. I think that it's very relevant in this day and age as well to show that I can bring in people that you may not know as well as you should, but we can introduce them like Rich. Rich is an incredible artist. He's been around for good Lord. 30 years in this industry almost, you know what I mean? So it's like, we can show people off um, and you can, you can see how amazing their stuff is. You know, you may not know, like I said, they may have been a letterer that you didn't know who they were, or they may have been a, an inker that you weren't familiar with, you know, but they're out here doing lines with the best of them, you know, and it's just so much fun to see uh, the concepts and what people are coming up with. Like David's cover, no shit. So David's got two covers for me coming out. A compo has got two covers coming out for me uh, back to back right now. So he's got a cover for greed coming out and he's got a cover for the listener coming out. Both of them were like, like, holy shit moments, mm -hmm. you know, like the one for greed it, it, it is a lot like a holy, holy shit moment. And it, it's gonna, it's gonna raise eyebrows and it's gonna be a lot of fun because I'll say this and I've said it before. I've said it about uh, in not, not even lewd covers, right? We're not, I'm not going that route with what I'm talking about right the second, but even you've seen guys put out covers that raised your eyebrows, you know, when you see them nine mm -hmm. times out of 10, you buy it because you want to know what's going on or you buy it because you're a collector and of eclectic titles and eclectic covers. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you, um, this is going to be awesome. Like it's, I cannot wait to see it colored. I'm like, it's blowing my mind, you know, cause it's so cool. Um, and I'll say this, uh, it's based on something that was painted somewhere and it's famous. And that's about all I'm going to give you on that, but it's more than I've given anybody else. So, uh, and knowing where we're at and how religion is involved in my books, uh, for those of you that haven't read anything from me, uh, the world I've created, re every lit religion exists. Like, they all exist. So, like, you could feasibly, however unlikely, you could see God talking or Christ talking to Odin and Zeus at the same time. You know what I mean? Those are things that could feasibly happen in this world. Um, not that you'd be privy to them or invited to those conversations, <laughs> But they may or may not happen, you know, um, just like Lucifer talking to Hades. You'll see that that happens a lot uh, because one wants what the other one has and one wants things to say how they are. So it's a very different concept with those characters. Lucifer in my book is not a bad guy. 
And I, and I think that's something different in itself. He's a very neutral character and he wants things to remain the way they are because I mean, he's preparing for the end times because he believes there'll be an end times. Whereas the other gods aren't so keen on that idea, you know, so he wants to keep things the way they are. Um, whereas uh, Hades would rather own all of hell and Helheim and everywhere else than have Hades down there at all or have Lucifer down there at all, you mm -hmm. know, whereas in our book, because of the fact that more people believe in Lucifer, he's more powerful than Hades is, you know, so what we do with like, we'll call, we'll, we use power levels like, like a uh, dragon ball or something to give you guys an idea of things. The more people believe the stronger they are in our book, you know what I'm saying? So like your Celtic gods and stuff that aren't believed as much, or even Egyptian gods that are not worshipped as much as they once were, they're at a lower tier. Not to say they're not as important, but they're not as powerful as these things that are worshipped constantly. You know, whereas like Christ is at at the top of the chain because there's more believers in Christianity than just about anything else. You know, um, and we we bring that a lot into play. You know, like our characters are probably not going to run into like Odin or Zeus or Christ because why would these monstrous beings have anything to do with these, you know, this 10 year old kid and his monster under the bed? That's not to say that they may not see them, but it is what it is. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things that we're going to start talking about the first main story arc that you guys are going to get, um, if you're a fan of certain things, you'll get it, is the serpent tree. Uh, and that'll start in book three. You'll you'll get your first view of the serpent tree in book three, and that'll probably go for five or six issues. I'm not quite sure where I'm cutting it, how I'm cutting it off, because uh, for those of you that have not read a uh, wrote a comic book before, or wrote a novel, or a script, I uh, I write everything like a book because I'm writing a book at the same time. So it comes out accidentally almost. Then I have to go back. And it takes me a few days, but I break down things into a into a comic book, into that format. So you have to go back in. You know, your artist can only put so many panels on a page, and you mm -hmm. want them to look good. So you don't want to jam everything on a page. You know, so we go back in, we break it down, and then we figure out what we have to cut, what we can keep, you know, and what we can merge together. You know, what panels we can actually just put into one panel and to and give you the same imagery we were trying to give you in two of them. Um, it's very interesting uh, because the serpent tree is huge and it's going to be massive in the book. So, I mean, you're talking miles upon miles high, you know, and we, we jokingly talk about being, it being as wide as like a football field, you know, so <clears throat> it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, like, what's it doing? You know, where did this ma massive tree come from? What is it, ha the uh, effect does it have on the town? You know what I mean? All these things. And then you've also, once again, I mentioned you you get introduced to Lilith in the second book. What are her feelings going to be about this massive tree that's shown up out of nowhere? You know, how does she feel about, you know, uh, Cade and Oz? You know, you're going to learn all about that in book two. Um, maybe a little bit more background on Cade. You know, you're going to get a lot of stuff. Uh, and like I said, it's a lot of fun, big action sequences, you know, um, <clears throat> oh my gosh, 
big monsters, big demons, you know, big gods, you know, uh, Kukulain's going to show up in book three. Really excited about that. Uh, cause I've been really hyped about writing him into the listener and we're, he's like 20 something books past where we are right now in the listener. So I was really hyped about getting to put him in here. Um, and for those of you that don't know Kukulain, you should check him out. Great God, you know, a really cool character. Um, and then you get Lee and Arya in book three as well. You get a lot of big introductions in book three. You know, why are they here? Eh, you'll figure it out. You know, you'll get to read about stuff like that. Um, but the interesting tit for tat is Lee and Arya, um, who we've who we give a little bit away about in book three, but they'll have their own mini series, just like Death has his own mini series coming out next year. So you guys will get a little bit more back them and their backstories. Um, they aren't the main characters for the book. So like I said, I am trying to give you guys what I always missed out on, you know, the, the, the stories about those characters. So uh, they're much more prevalent in the listener uh, than they are in greed, but you'll get to see them. You'll get them for a few books at a time here and there. They'll show up back and forth. Um, but they're a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't love a lesbian duo between an Asian chick and her, her dead girlfriend that he, she doesn't want to be her girlfriend anyway, but is tied to her for eternity. So I'm really excited to see how that, you know, pans out. Uh, who happens to be a noble spirit? How'd she get to be a noble spirit? She's not a listener. So we'll see. You know, that's a lot of fun. I'm excited to start seeing covers. The cover art's going to be a blast. That's also a, uh, you know, an exclusive for Will there because nobody else knows about those characters being what they are. So I'm excited about that. Um, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to go through, guys. It's a lot to see. It's a lot to read. You know, like I said, big action sequences. More importantly, are we getting Cade plushies? I have I've beaten myself up trying to get action figures made. Like, I have literally beaten myself up. And because of the fact and I and I can build the rig, I can I can do the model and everything else. But when it comes to making a mold and 3d printing and all kinds of other stuff. We're, we're learning a lot uh, about smaller press industries and stuff mm -hmm. where we can get some help uh, on. Uh, Cause that ties into the road to sin and me trying to get miniatures made to that for that, you know, um, which is still going on guys. If any of you guys are curious, the road to sin is definitely a thing. Uh, I'm currently working on a business plan for the bank for that one. So that won't go to Kickstarter. I don't think, um, if I can help it, you know, that'll go straight into production. So, um, but we're working on plushies. We're working on action figures. We're working on minis, um, all kinds of shenanigans actually. Um, you know, and it, it's fun to see these characters come to life, you know, in, in different manners than you had planned originally. And, uh, as they develop, you know, they develop their own state of mind and state of being almost like they're their own characters outside of your creation. You know, when I write, uh, it's almost like you let them go. You know what I mean? And a lot of people joke and stuff. And my wife talks about it all the time. Greed is like the book where I let my hair down. And that's that's the best way I could describe it. You know what I mean? Because um, it, it's – the listener is very serious. And it's a lot of fun, but it's really serious. And it's – Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's – a, a thinking individual's book, whereas greed, you can pick it up and go, holy crap, 
that's awesome. And you can put it back down. You know what I mean? Versus the listener where you're keeping up with. If the listener is like that, uh, like a movie where you have to pay attention. Like you need the kids to go out of the room and you need to have a nice, you know, have a nice drink. Be sitting with your spouse or your significant other or what have you or even by yourself. But just have your own zone time to pay attention to it. Whereas greed is like, I can get greed while my kids are running around acting like hoodlums, you know, and I can still enjoy it. And I think that's the difference in the two books, the, the level of seriousness versus there's comedy and greed and there's fart jokes and all kinds of other fun stuff, whereas there's none of that in the listener. And I think that that's... I, I, would, I would equate it to greed. You know, if, if they were done by other properties like other publishers, greed would be an image book and the listener would be in the old vertigo yeah for sure right on that 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 would be the way to look at it because even like um like i feel like the listener ties in with like uh the original conan stuff when it was big like when it was the big prints you know mm -hmm. the turok books when it was the the big magazine size printings and stuff uh yeah greed is like oh my gosh like, uh, I fucking hate Fairyland. You know what I mean? So do I. You know? Oh, the book, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. It, it's it's like that to me. You know what I mean? I can go in and it can be comic and it can be fun, but it's just as dark and just as gnarly without the colors that, you know, that particular book likes to use. Mm -hmm. Um but we do try to keep it, you know, to the roots of the characters, the roots of the gods and everything like that. Most of those are pretty, I'm pretty straightforward and finicky about that stuff. It needs to be just right. If if uh, a god didn't have wings, he's probably not going to have wings. And I know people are like, well, we've never seen a god. And I, I get that. But I, I try to stick close to the source material for what we're using, you know. Uh, whereas Lilith, uh, Lilith is so wild. And it's going to be so much fun to see her interactions with these characters, how she ties into the story, you know, because she's basically the queen of our town where everybody's at. And we don't know that until we get into the story and stuff like that. But she's she's basically like, um, ah, I got one. So True Blood, right? My wife was a huge fan. She's like the sheriff of the town. That, that's a really good way for me to describe her. She's like the sheriff. You know, she makes sure certain demons are doing what they're supposed to. You know, they're only killing enough people and bringing enough souls down that they're supposed to, so on and so forth. Um, you know, like she's super surprised to see Cade, and that's going to be a lot of fun interactions between the two of them because Cade has a worse mouth than anybody you've seen in The Listener so far. Like, Cade is... Kate is probably the reason my daughter may never get to read that book. And he's in every, he's in every issue and just about every page. So she may not get to read it strictly because of him. Uh, I really do think that it takes me back to our youth, uh, like the shows we used to watch, but may, turning them all into an almost adult themed show. You know what I mean? Like I, like I mentioned earlier, Gargoyles was a lot of fun. It would have been even more fun if it had been written strictly for adults. I'm just saying, you know, and that's that's how we've written greed. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun and it's a good time, but there's a lot of depth into it. Just give it time to evolve 
you know, we'll show you guys the good stories and stuff. Not always going to get in your face action, which I love. I love in your face action. So, um, like I thought that putting the Minotaur in the book, uh, to show the size difference between himself and Cade was great, you know, cause people root for the underdog, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then Manny and David, they have a way of, of show here. Let me show you guys. Actually, I did a post about it the other day. Uh, Manny and David have an incredible way of showing off, um, Cade's facial expressions. Like. It's so much fun. Let's see. We're over here. Uh, concept art. Artists. Samples. Uh, we're not in samples. We're above samples, right? We're okay. Samples. Uh, head finale. Here we go. See, like, this to me is a lot of fun. Like, they, they, they have a way of showing you different aspects. Like, he's happy. He's excited. He's irritated, you know, and I think Cade does need a plushie. Um, I really do. I think it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, but I think he's what we I've always wanted in a like a little buddy. Like, you know, when you were younger, you always wanted a little brother if you didn't have one, mm -hmm. you know, but this is like the opposite. Like the little brother is teeny tiny, or the older brother is teeny tiny, and the little brother is much taller than he is, you know. And the interactions between the two of them are great, you know, because there's stuff where Oz is like, "Hey, look, I'm not supposed to do that." You know, I'm ten years old, definitely not supposed to do that. And Cade's like that, that devil on your shoulder that's like, "Hey, we might be able to get away with that." You know what I mean? We we might be able to, but there's nobody on the other side telling him he's wrong, you know. So it's just a, am I going to get caught aspect of what we're doing now? Uh, there are a lot of things in comic books that I've always thought needed to, to be addressed. Like I mentioned characters that you don't see or stories that you don't get because you don't get the characters. Um, Oz's parents are very prevalent. He's 10 years old. They have to be prevalent in the story, mm -hmm. you know? So how is he getting out past his parents, you know, in the middle of the night? How are, how are we getting through so on and so forth? Like I mentioned before, entering the spirit realm, they can't be seen by his parents. You know what I mean? So that's one way for them to get out of the house and stuff. But at the same time, I check on my kids at night. You know what I mean? My son's got a, a monitor in his room, you know, and it's like, okay, well, if you're going to get out of my house, both my kids are upstairs. First off, they have to come downstairs, you know, and I think those are important things like most normal folks. You're not going to sneak out past your mom and dad who are up till, you know, 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night anyway, you know, well. so, uh, you know, some people are skilled, <laughs> some people are skilled, you know, I'm not saying we can't all be like, you know, Will and climbing out the window and Spider-Man into the tree across the way and then climbing down, you know, but there, there are fun things about that. You know, we, we bring up the fact that in the first book, the house gets trashed. It, it absolutely gets trashed. But somehow it gets fixed. You know, the parents are kind of confused about how it gets fixed. You know, all of a sudden you start hearing about a gas leak that happened. You know, there, there are interesting things and in how we get around certain things and aspects of this. Not to mention we talk about uh, insurance. You know, when, you know, we got to, you know, the house got tore up. Somebody's got to pay for it, you know, or, you know, oh, my gosh, there was an explosion in town. That's what blew out all the windows on the street, you know, and. 
things like that. And I think it's fun. It, it builds the world, you know, it makes it a more feasible and believable aspect of things to walk past a television set like they used to do in the older comics. You don't see a lot of that in modern stuff, but you'll walk past it and they'll, they'll be talk blurbs about what's going on in this, the town, you know, what's going on with the mayor or whatever, what have you. Um, mm -hmm. I think those are very important aspects to storytelling. You know, we, we have to give you a world. I can't just give you what's going on within a five meter distance of our characters. We have to build around it. You know, there's a character that you'll run into in book three of greed that has a tattoo that's shown in the listener. Like I said, you don't know have have to know what it is, but you'll get an idea and understand it. But if you've read the listener, you'll you'll know exactly what it is. If you've read book two of the listener, you'll automatically know what the tattoo is. You know what I mean? So it's it's little things. You know, it's just like a relationship. I want a good relationship with my readers. I give you the little details, little Easter eggs here and there. You know what I mean? If you paid attention, fine. If you didn't, it's not going to hurt you. You know, it's just small little tidbits. And it's a lot of fun to me to be able to drop details. You know, like when the listener gets caught up to this time period, if you don't think that I'm going to be pulling from the greed books, like backstory from the greed books for it, I I'm sorry. I'm definitely going to be pulling intel. You know what I mean? Because there'll be things going on in the world at the same time. You know, where's the listener? You know, what's going on with the listener? Why can't Aria find, or why can't Aria and Lee find the listener? You know, those are all topics that'll come up in both books. You know, but if you're reading the listener, you'll get more listener and less Lee and Aria versus back and forth. You know what I mean? So um, I'm excited to see where, you know, where we take it. Um, and you know what people think about it and i'll be excited to uh keep hounding phil right on right on <laughs> are you are you done with the colors for for greed because i need to order my copy right right <laughs> you know i i'm sure that he's almost done because he sent me that days ago you know here let me see if i've got um let me see if i can pull it up real quick what he sent uh it looks really really good though um He's he's done awesome stuff with it. Um, yeah, he works with a really cool palette. He does, man. He does, and his process is really fun to watch as well. Like he's he's just uber talented, man, and it's it's a lot of fun to 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 watch his system when he's putting pages together and stuff. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Like I get my stuff gets lost. All right, here we go. Because I get so many. I just created a Facebook group to keep up with the team because the text stuff was stuff gets lost. There it is. That's what he's oh, working man. on. That's what he's got so far. How cool, right? Conceptually, it's so much fun because they added the, the spiritual realm behind them. Like the stairs are all warped and stuff, and the stuff on the and, wall, and, and the and the waviness behind them. Right. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how it it, it, it gives you almost that that uh that old Stargate vibe. Right. Absolutely. Uh, with with like a little D and D mixed in there. Right. And it's just it, it's so interesting to see um different people's takes on it. Um, let me pull up. 
well, I showed you the other cover earlier. So, yeah, those are the only two I've got that are finished right now. Well, not finished, but almost finished right now. Mm -hmm. um, but they're so much fun. Like, everybody's talents are so different. You know, they bring different styles to the table. And uh, Rich and Phil are actually going to be working on covers and interiors for the Death miniseries that's coming out next year. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh my gosh. So all kinds of shenanigans going on with us. Uh, cool books coming out, different series coming out. Uh, I'm really proud of everyone, like ridiculously proud of everyone. You included, man. You've been with my books since the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. the very you were the very first show that I did. And I, I'll eternally grateful for that. Eternally grateful for everybody I would work with. You know, my wife editing the the listener books and Phil editing the the greed books. And it's just been a wild, wild ride, you know. And uh, with the road show, you know, and us doing comic rottery, we'll be able to do more and show more and mm -hmm. uh, get our presence out there even more. Um, and like Kyle right now, Kyle is opening a brick and mortar for Calabunga Comics in Florida. That's really exciting as well. So that's one of the uh, stores that our books will be in. Um, that's just because I own half of it. and uh, It's producing our books, you know, but um, it's really exciting. I'm very I, proud I, of I can already see this. Kyle's opening up the store in Florida. That way, when you go down to get more ink, he's going to put you to work for the weekend. Absolutely. Well, so on... What is the weekend before Memorial Day? We've got a show Memorial Day weekend that's mm -hmm. going to be absolutely insane, and we're going to do try to do a live cast from that too. That'll be uh, we'll be there with Marissa Pope, Mike DeBolfo, Ryan Kincaid, Ebus, lots of fun folks are going to be at that show. Uh, but the couple days before, we're getting tattooed, and I'll get tattooed live, so you guys can see the listener tat the first listener tattoo get done. So we're going to do that live at the shop, uh, get some books signed by Gabby for you guys while we're there. And then uh, we'll see Kyle and get Kyle to sign some books, you know, for book one of the listener. We'll get him to do some. And uh, book two, I think. I think I'll have those by then. So uh, Kyle did a, um, a store exclusive for our buddy Jordan Hull for uh, the listener book two, One Wins Weep. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll get those uh, signed, and we'll get you guys some more intel on those. Um, but, yeah, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, speaking of greed, we, I just got a message just a little bit ago from April, uh, who's doing a cover. Um, and, holy crap, uh, and Becky, too. Becky is going to um, – Becky's got a, a – is just finishing her cover up, and we're going to get that colored for – but uh, April is doing uh, her pencils. She's doing her putting her pencils on the Kickstarter. So for her cover. So if you guys are into cover art, like original OG cover color art, uh, cover art, pay attention to that Kickstarter, guys. In April, or at the end of this month, Jesus, we're almost there. April twenty third. So she's uh, two hundred bucks for her pencils, guys, for the cover. So for the eleven by seventeen cover. Yeah, like the original cover art. Yeah. It's it's not inked or colored, mind you. It is the pencils, but two hundred bucks for an amazing piece. That is cheap AF. Right. So we're really excited. Um, we've also see got, what I did there. I abbreviated it so I, I can when I when I upload this to the podcast to be I downloaded see. the audio. I I can still click clean on it. Right. Right. Can we click clean? I used a um 
I used, but I was talking about a cover, a title. I didn't actually like drop the, yeah, whatever. So anyway, yeah. so, um, so you've got, not only do you have that coming out on that Kickstarter, but we've got multiple team members that are doing blank color, uh, blank cover sketches. So you guys will be able to do sketch ops from several of the team members. Sketch ops on, on the blanks. Right. That's going to be exciting. Um, they're 75 bucks a piece. Um, and they're full, they're full covers. You guys aren't getting like just a doodle, you know what I mean? They're, they're full co covers. Um, so you'll get a full cover and then, uh, that include, um, then 20 bucks for the book itself. You know what I mean? So I'm excited about that. So it's 95 bucks for a sketch cover, full sketch cover. Um, and all these guys are super talented guys and gals. I don't want to just say guys. Is yeah. that, uh, so the sketch covers are those, uh, pencils and inks or just pencils? Uh, I'm fairly certain it's both from everybody I've heard and colors. So, oh, so yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, don't quote me on everybody, but I'll add that to the mm -hmm. Kickstarter when I find out individually who's doing what. Yeah, but, what's, um, what's available here and there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's different. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah, because I mean, I like, I like original pencil artwork. Absolutely, that's stunning. And you know, sometimes I like it with color. At, that's stunning as well, Mr. Joker fan. You know? You know, so, I'm with you on that. That's super cool. Well, I like a lot of that stuff too. You know, I post my stuff every now and then when I'm cleaning up. Um, but I, I think that you guys will be crazy surprised about some of the new talent we're bringing on. And just like I did for the listener, uh, for book two, I'll be doing a um, almost like a tribute to indie artists that are trying to get there. You know, that haven't got published, uh, you know, with Guy's Journal, which we're still working on right now. Gabby is plodding away at that. You guys have to understand, for those of you that did pick up Guy's Journal from the Kickstarter, that's 30 painted pieces, like full painted pieces. That are that's that a book. lot, yeah. So it's, and one person is doing it. You know what I mean? So we're, we're plodding along. We're getting closer and closer to have that piece finished. Mind you, I haven't even got all my money from Kickstarter yet. But that piece is almost done. I'm really excited you guys will get that. That's a 60-page book um, for those of you that did pick order that. Um, so what we're doing, though, is we're doing a really cool cover. Um, and I'll say it. So I don't think anybody's going to try to steal a cover like this from me. That will make me sad. And the rest of the world will be sad, too. So, uh, But then you'll be known, right? You'll, you'll be known. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Anyway, so it's a really cool cover of uh, Cade actually sitting in a chapel. And all this stained glass will be, uh, the light will be shining down on him through all this stained glass. And it'll be three pieces, um, three stained windows. And the stained windows are actually going to be artists, indie artists that have never been published. It'll be their work in these stained windows. Oh, cool. So I'm really, really excited about that. So that'll be Manny and David on that one. Uh, plus the, the, uh, the indie art, well, indie artists, you know, the unpublished artists. So I'm excited about that. And, you know, we can be able to give them some cool credit and stuff and they can say they're published. And then whenever anybody asks, they can have that on there, you know, and we'll send them some books and some, uh, some blanks so they can do some stuff for themselves on them. You know, I'm really excited to be able to do small things like that. It's, it's, you know, I do what I can, you know what I mean? Cause nobody did it for me. 
You know what I mean? Nobody was, I mean, I didn't have people jumping up and down and going, Hey, we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do it. I had a couple dudes, you know, cause the listener came out of a eulogy. So it was like, I had a couple buddies that were like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta do something. You know what I mean? And, uh, I got emotional backing from friends. I, I I'd like to be able to do more than that for people. You know, not to mm-hmm. say that I didn't appreciate that because I did more than I could ever explain. But to be able to help people in a different way is very important. And with Cowabunga, eventually we're also going to be picking up other titles, you know, and producing other titles for people. So, um, mind you, Kyle and I are super, super like picky about who we're going to pick in for that. But we'll see, you know, and the more you work with us, the better chances you have of getting published through us. Um, so that's an exciting thing too. Um, I don't know, man, it's a lot going on. I'm excited about a lot of things. Uh, like I said, going to shows, uh, I'm looking at MegaCon right now, uh, and we'll be, you know, posting up. Oh, yeah. that's a great show too. Oh, it is. It's a lot of fun, man. I've been to a few of them. I've been a vendor at one of them, you know, and, you know, been a guest four or five different times and really enjoyed it. Um, I, my only thing with that is uh, it's a long way from me now. You know what I mean? Like it's a long way. So I have a house down there, but I don't want to like go by myself. So I'm trying to see who all's going, what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, 350 bucks for a table for the weekend. It's like four days now, five days now that show is. So four yeah. days, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's worth it regardless. Like I said, I'll I'll go down there and we'll do a. Um, if I decide to do it, guys, here's another exclusive for you. Uh, we talked it about a little bit for at a few other places and maybe a couple shows we've mentioned a little bit, but I'll be doing a listener live show from my uncle Les's house. Is where I'm going to do that show from. Oh man! And I'm going to invite my grandmother. You know, we're going to, we're just going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend for a little bit. And, um, right there from his house. Cause I don't think I could get a better connection anywhere else to him. So we'll do that. Um, and we'll see how it goes, you know, and, uh, with, with the show being around that time period and stuff, I'm real excited. You know, I'm excited to be able to, to, to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, we're getting to keep his house and stuff because a lot of people, they lose their stuff when they die, you know. So we're we're very thankful that we're, we're going to be able to keep that up, you know. Uh, and another cool thing that we've just found out as well about that area is the timeshare that my family has. You know, we're, we've got a timeshare there, too. So if we ever need to go, you know, do a show down there, make sure you reach out to us, guys. If you're doing shows in Florida and you need somebody to come hang out. We'll come hang out. A good chunk of my art team works there. You know what I mean? Or lives there. I'll come down, sign some books, you know, put them in your shop. You know, we'll do we'll do live shows all day. Just put me in my wheelchair in a moving crate and take me down. I'll go. In a moving crate? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I'll say this. If, if things get to where I would like them to be eventually, uh, and I'm sure they will because we're, we're on a great path right now. So when they get to where they are, uh, I'll be doing a lot more uh, and I'll be doing a lot more for people that have been there for me and I appreciate it. So I'll be uh, making some things happen. Um, and it's, it's all to give back, right? Like if, you know, it's, and, and I joke about it and I say it all the time 
And eventually somebody's going to joke about it and put it up on Facebook or something. But I always talk about we eat together. That's how we eat. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not a hippie. I'm not the big, you know, uh, you know, kumbaya, everybody helps everybody because that's not the real world. But the people that are on my team, they eat together. You know what I mean? That's how it works. And the guys that are on our covers, the guys that have, you know, and the gals that are on our covers, they know they have work. They can always come back to our covers. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's amazing. You know, and we're working with incredible people now. Like, look, not only did, you know, I get with Kevin and Inked and add them as my marketing firm, but I also got to be a, my own show with Kevin on the road show, you know, and then turned around and I got with Jim Noble. And now we have the other side on Wednesday nights. And that's just as much fun. You know what I mean? It's an adult oriented show. We get together at nine uh, central time. And, and we just have a good time. We talk movies like this past week. Um, this past week was, uh, oh my gosh, we were talking about practical effects. You know what I mean? In 80s and 90s movies, you know, and just having a lot of fun with it. So, you know, this week coming up is space. And we're going to be talking about movies like Batteries Not Included and The Last Starfighter, you know, um, Killer clowns. Killer clowns from outer space. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw the I, I saw the trailer. Book. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we're gonna get together with that. We've had some fun. Uh, we've done some cool promos, uh, you know, with him, and uh, we've got one of Oz eating a uh, cupcake because they like to call Jim the Cupcake King and whatnot, you know. So um, we also did one, uh, you know, his book Totally Rad. I'm sure you're aware of his book Totally Rad. Yeah. So we used one of his characters from Totally Rad, and here I'll actually show you that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, we used her, you know, uh, for a promo for our show, but we used Kate as well. And holy cow, that was fun. Uh, there it is. So we had fun with that one, um, you know. And now, obviously, this is this is the throwback to the old. Copper tone commercial from the absolutely, 70s. Absolutely, absolutely. And what's funny is it, the, instead of thinking of the copper tone commercial, this made me think of one of the variants for Mike Barron's Florida Man novel. That's amazing. Because he did the same thing, but it's with an alligator. Right. And there's, there's a beat, it, you know, he's got like a lunchbox that has it on it. There's like uh -huh. a beach towel. I'm like, please tell me that beach towel fits in that lunchbox because I'll buy that. <laughs> bleep right now because that's that's hilarious i think that a lot of that stuff is great being able to, the the throwbacks and the homages to things oh you yeah know? Um, my only thing is i always the homages that we do um on our covers i like them to always be different i don't mm -hmm. i don't like homaging something somebody's done 30 and 40 times already or a million um, times like asm 300 yeah i just uh, I mean, it's cool that people do it, you know what I mean? But that's just not me. I don't want to be known for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to give you an homage that makes you think about it, and it may be something different, but it takes you back. Yeah. You know, um, we're one of ours is an homage to an, a super famous painting, like I just mentioned, where you're going to get a really cool one out of that. Um, you know, <laughs> I'll show it to you in a minute. I'm um, just guessing, but I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah uh-huh so um that's gonna be a lot of fun and uh he actually david actually sent me 
the the inks to that today. It stunning stuff, man. But um, there are all kinds of cool things to be done in comic books, right? And cool mm -hmm. ways to promote things and cool things to get involved in. You know, talking about that and breaking the fourth wall. You know, um, so we did soap for the Win Wins Weep. Oh yeah, yeah. And it turned out ridiculously awesome. You know, like I I couldn't believe the, the how awesome it turned out. So for greed, we're doing um, slime, like, and not the crappy slime either. So like we're doing like, not like Nickelodeon slime, <laughs> you know, but like a, almost like a flubber, like, what was it called? It had like the, the stuff in it that made it not stick to things, but it was super slimy, you know, but you could put like, if your dog got in a, uh, like a tub of it, it could get out and you could pull it off without having to shave your dog. You know what I mean? Well, there goes all that fun. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, don't make me think horrible things. Over uh, so, yeah. So there's all kinds of cool stuff going on, you know, with that. Um, I think that'll be fun because it's, it's like an ode to the, and it'll come in a neat little uh, tub type of deal. It's going to be like um, the slime from Ninja Turtles. If you had the play set. Mm -hmm. And from uh, the Ghostbusters, if you had the, the fire department, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that you could like pour it on there and it would slide all the way through the building down on top of people and stuff. Uh, the only thing it won't do that that used to do is get gunky and cake on things. This, As long as you pick it up, it won't dry on anything. Um, but I'm excited to do that. Uh, and we'll figure out what other little little things we're doing. Uh, I already know what we're doing for uh, stretch goals and stuff. Um, but now, thankfully, Kickstarter has decided to put us into where we can do add-ons now. So I didn't have to be like, hey, look, uh, can you just, just add this much for this or add this much for that? Now you can actually go in and click add-on. So that's mm -hmm. great. Um, like if you want a book signed or you want it graded or anything like that, you'll be able to do that and just have to click add it and it'll add it. Um, because the way Kickstarter does it, did it before was you would literally have to send me a message and tell me what you wanted, or it doesn't tell me what you were trying to add. You know what I mean? So you have to reach back out and be like, Hey, what did you want? And like surveys, man, you know, you gotta get, you gotta answer these surveys. If, oh yeah. If, if you bought them. I'm always well because I signed up for the for the newsletter for both Kickstarter and Indie. Right. Because I get stupid and I go check back, check back, boom. I just wanted to hurry up, sign up, and, and move on with my day. And I'm like, so now I get stuff like every day, and it it they lie to you and they go, ooh, you know, crowdfunding survey, and you go to look at it and it's an ad for some stuff that you're like, oh, those are cool, like the behind the the the. The, the headphones that are the buds that are like behind the ears with right. the magnetic locks and everything. And, you know, they're Bluetooth and, you know, rechargeable right. and you go to look at like $200. Are you out your mind? Right. Cause right. I get a pair that looks just like that. It's exactly like that. I, I bought them for my daughter off of Woot like 10 years ago. And I just found them in unpacking. Uh, you know, she, ne she never used them cause they were too big for her. Right. At the time, so they're sitting there. I think I paid twenty bucks for them. Right on. You know, I see. You know, you need to make a profit on, on whatever you're making because it's business. Right. But do you really need to make a furniture profit? Right. You right. know. 
So this time, um, and you know, this is another point of contention in this world right now. Um, what people don't understand is, and, and I use the listener because it's easy and I'll never forget. It was $6,000 for me to produce that book. And my Kickstarter, I made 2,600. Okay. That, my goal was 24. I made 26. I made more after the Kickstarter. But the, the point is, it, it's a lot of money to produce a comic book, like a lot of money. Oh, and yeah. it's, especially when you do it of caliber. And I'm not being rude and I'm not demeaning anybody else, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to do it, do it right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Don't, don't half ass it. It's, it's a lot of money to do it the right way. Right on. So don't half ass it, you know. And, and that's me writing my own story. I can't imagine what it would be like if I had to pay for somebody to write it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you got to put into account the printing, uh, the printing for win wins weep for just the Kickstarter was 800 and something dollars before shipping. And that's with my EIN number, you know what I mean? So it, I I mean, that's without taxes. So it'd have been a thousand dollars just for the printing after taxes, you know what I mean? And all these little nuances come up. And I think that people need to have a realistic idea of yeah. what it's like when you put it out. That, that's why I like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if you did it, but a, a lot of creators will, will put that graph down the bottom to show oh, yeah. you where your money's going. And I'm right like, on. well, he, here we go. Like pretty much half of all this money goes to shipping and printing. Yep. And the other half, and then, you know, a big chunk out of my pocket you know, goes towards the artists. That's right. Well, you look at like a decent page right now. So if you look at a decent interior page, they're anywhere between a hundred dollars and 150 to 160 bucks is what Mm -hmm. you're looking at for a decent interior page. Yeah. And so, and that's not even including, you know, if, if people want more for their name or who they are, what they're, you know what I'm saying? Their accomplishments Mm -hmm. and stuff. So then you go to look at cover artists, right? Okay, now you're at 24, 24 pages generally in a comic book, all right, at 150, we'll say 150 bucks, mm-hmm. you know. I remember when it was 32. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so well, Fat Boys still exist, and I'll, I'll end up putting one out before long. But um, it's it, it has to do with the fact that things are so expensive. That's why people charge so much, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I am, I made a decision today that all of my covers would be $15 for greed, every cover. And before in with the listener though, I was doing uh, 15 to 30 is what my covers would cost. Now, mm-hmm. what people don't understand is each of those covers cost me anywhere between 200 and $600 a pop. I had 11 covers for that book, okay? So now with greed, it's about the same amount, but I've only got like eight covers. But my point is you have to have an idea. You have to have a a realistic plan when you go in to do this. Like I get a lot of people and I don't mind, but I get a lot of people since we've, we've, we've successfully done a few now that are like, Hey, how do you succeed? How do you do this? How do you do that? You know? And it's like, okay, well, I can't give you a recipe for success because that really doesn't exist. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, you know, well, you got, how did you get, you know, project we love on Kickstarter within like two days of coming into Kickstarter? 
I don't know. I, I know that that means that somebody liked your project. That's what it means. You know what I mean? And I'd like to hope that we get it with greed and the next listener book and so on and so forth. But it's, it becomes a, uh, it's so much harder than people expect it to be. And, oh yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. It, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think it, I think the numbers, I think the numbers are kind of skewed when you, when you look at it, because uh, I think there's only like 15% of, of Kickstarters make goal in comic books. So it's like, okay, that's one great thing about inked, man. Um, I don't know that anybody has not made their goal with inked. I, I mean, I don't think they've not. Um, uh, as, as far as I know, uh, like I, have, I haven't talked to Kevin in almost a week now outside of like, you know, quick messages here, yeah, yeah. here and there. Like he'll send me stuff, you know, three o'clock in the morning because he's, he's a vampire. Because he's a vampire living on the friggin' West Coast. Right. I'm like, I just nodded off when I had ding, 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 ding. Wake up. Wake I wake up, up and I'm like, effing Kevin. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll, I'll, you know, he sent me something for uh, one of the one of the books that's, you know, with him. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I got a hold of him. He's on Friday night. Right, right. He's like, cool. Deletes that message from the from the from the long line. He goes, okay. Uh, let me know when you have time to get this, this and this. And I go, okay. Uh, I have like three days this week that I'm double booked. Look at you killing it, man! Like, uh, and and you know why? It's because these fools keep moving to Washington State. Damn it, move to Tennessee. I know the internet sucks down there, but at least it's closer. I see how it is. <laughs> and uh, uh, one one is a uh, is an actual novelist. Right. Uh, she's got a uh, she's got not she's got a, a novel out on, and I don't know where she found the time to write a book with ten kids. And a full and a full time career. Nope, that's like the, that's like J.K. Rowling sitting in her car when they were poor writing Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm like you know, oh, you man. know. So so it's crazy. She's got she's got a she's got a novel all that's all complete that you can order off of Amazon. That's exciting. Um, she's doing a uh, an audio drama of it, I believe. And uh, Lunchbox Warren is doing doing oh. like a little a little voiceover work. Ooh. He's got like a okay. he's got like a, a couple of small pots. I go, I want to do voiceover work. I go, I don't want money for it. I just want to do it. Right, right. Well, when I go to do an audio book, I'll let you know because I I'm learning a lot of things as well, just like everybody else. Right, mm -hmm. I, I learn every day. And one of the biggest things that we're doing coming up is the trade paperback that we're putting out for the listener after the next book and it's uh book one two and three and it'll also be in spanish and french you'll be able to get it so i'm, I'm excited to be able to you know broaden our horizons with that a bit um eric's already working on listener beginnings um you know like i said we're we're already laying down panels for greed book two mm -hmm. you know uh, the layouts are already done for greed book three so it's like we're 
we're getting there. We're putting stuff together. Uh, the team's a powerhouse, man. It's an absolute powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys are like so far ahead of like you know the curve on on everything production wise. Well, we try to be, man, because you know what really sucks, and I'll say this, and I never wanted to deal with it, and I still don't want to deal with it, is what happened. And it, it started with the listener when it came out. It was like, what happens if it takes off? And I've only got a month and a half to put out another book. That that was my biggest fear in the world. I was super excited. I was terrified of Kickstarter, but I was more terrified of being putting out a book and then not being able to continue it. Like I was horrified. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, okay, well, here we go. We gotta we gotta do this, 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 and this to get here. You know, and when we get here, now it's all I can sit back and I can edit and I can work on other things. And I don't have to be terrified of not having enough product. You know what I mean? I think that that's horrifying for people. And I think that uh, like uh, writer's block, right, is is terrifying. I can oh, yeah. say I haven't been hit with it. I'm thankful I haven't been hit with it. Um, I'll, I'll have nights where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like messing with that. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're going like I have my two-year-old. I have a two-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And my wife works from home just like I do. And it's like, well, you get the two-year-old all day, right? And you're trying to work at the same time. You've got a two-year-old and you're trying to occupy him and teach him and make sure he gets all his stuff too. And th we're thankful now that my mom and dad are, or my mom is able to sit with my son, especially because of COVID, sit with my son and my nephews. So they're all about the same age. And she, cause my mom was a teacher for like 25 years and she actually gets to spend time with them. But the days that she doesn't take my son, it's literally like you're, you're trying to occupy a two-year-old trying to write and trying to be a good husband and everything else. And it's like right now I have four projects going. So it's, it, it becomes a, a, a battle of uh, how to juggle everything you're doing. It's just like an artist, you know, when an artist is like, Hey, look, I've got this, 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 and this, I have to knock out by this day. Mm -hmm. you know, I never wanted to get stuck like that with writing, you know, and I was terrified of it. So I just, I wrote my ass off like all summer long, you know, when my, after my uncle died, it was like, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, you know, and my daughter was home. Well, she's home now because of COVID, but she was, she was home, not at school because it was summer break. You know, and she got she helped with my son and stuff and my mom helped with my son. And it was just like I was able to do so much. And I I just I think that's my biggest fear. Right. Failure sucks. Everybody's scared of that. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, my biggest fear was not having enough content to give to people and not just not having enough content, but having good content. You wanted to make sure it was good. You don't want to give people bull stuff, bull, bull spit. You know what I mean? I don't want to give them the the crap end of the stick yeah you don't you don't want to you know push out like a fluffer issue just to right. I, you know fill space or absolutely or be it like, costs too much this money is a, this is the reprint and it's the director's cut there's yeah. no color yeah 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 <laughs> you want that one for yeah. twice as much thank you right absolutely thank I you Marvel and DC I didn't want to do that I tell you what we did do when it comes to stuff like that though um with when winds weep uh, Gwen, when she colored Marissa's piece, her cover, she sent me three beautiful variations of what she colored. Mm 
and she did a, she did a red one, a pink. Well, she did a pink one, a red one, and a blue one. And the blue one we kept specifically for people that had helped us and looked out for us and stuff like that, uh, as as well as kick uh, the Kickstarter. Like you'll you'll never be able to get a hold of that blue one outside of that, unless somebody decides to give it up. You know what I mean? Um, but you know that may happen because Marissa's taken off like a rocket. So you know, it, eventually you may be able to get your hands on that one. Um, you won't get mine though. <laughs> so. Um, but there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of things, a lot of learning, a lot of growing, you know, and in situating myself in this business. And we talk about it a lot uh, on shows. You know, it's it's a big ocean of talent. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big ocean of talent, just like it's a big world of, of of podcasters. You know what I'm saying? I am not I'm not you guys. You know, Kevin's an amazing podcaster and I'm I I do decent on the show, you know, but I'm not part of that 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 movement you know what i mean it's a large movement especially now oh yeah you know and getting getting uh noticed and getting seen and part of that scenario you know it's it's a dog eat dog podcast world out there man so i look at it like the art world and the scene i look at it like you know okay look i may be a little fish in this big ocean of talent okay but i'm a ba fish you know what i mean and you're gonna pay attention to me and I'll say that now confidently because I couldn't say that before, you know, when, when it came to the listener and uh, I'm about to hit my second year in this business. And I could not say that much during the first year. I was scared of doing it. I was, you know, under the gun with it. And now it's like, okay, let's, let's proceed. You know what I mean? The confidence is there. I'm happy it's there. The reviews are in the, the there's, there's a whole, I, I rarely get a negative review and I'm not saying that to, to toot my own horn, but I'm, it's just honesty. I'm, I'm I rarely get a negative one, but I, I'll say one that I'm getting a lot more is uh, apparently Netflix needs to pay attention to me. And I hear that a lot. So I'm excited about that. Eventually maybe someone will see that that needs to see it, but those reviews are coming in and they're awesome. And let me tell you, if you're not walking light on your feet one day or on your wheels rolling lightly, you know, um, you will when someone tells you they want to see your stuff on Netflix. You'll, you'll walk a little bit lighter that day, I promise. Uh, and I think one of the greatest things about this is the fan base, like the amount of people that have come out and enjoy the books and enjoy the series. I think the greed will resonate with them because it's, even if it's a different series, it's still my writing style. Okay. It's like when you, you go into Marvel and I'll talk about it cause I'm not a fan. I'll throw it out there all day. So when Bendis was writing Marvel, he was yeah, writing like everything, everything in Marvel, right? He was putting out like every book they had and everybody was so excited. They even did like a, a special goodbye edition to Bendis. Right. So it was like, okay, well, I want people to notice me in a positive manner. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be like that, but my, my writing style is the same. I don't change it up for greed. It's just a different story. You know, I, I, like, I, I don't know how to say that any differently. Like it is really the, it's, it's just a different story in the same world with different characters uh, from different points of view. You know, mm -hmm. if you like the listener, you'll like greed and vice versa. You know what I mean? You'll like both books. Um, but they both offer different things to different people. You know, 
if you don't know anything about PTSD, I mean, that doesn't matter in greed, you know what I mean? But PTSD is a big deal in the listener and we bring it up, you know, the understanding of it, you know, we use it for memory, you know, we, we use it to show backstory, you know what I mean? It's a very prevalent thing in certain people's lives. Whereas a 10 year old kid knows nothing about PTSD, generally speaking, and I hope none of them do. That's awful if they do. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, they, they, they have, they look at the world through a different set of eyes, like a, a wonder almost, you know, like me, if there's a monster coming out of my bed, I'm trying to shoot him in the face. That's, that's my opinion. of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas the 10 year old kid, my son is like, who are you, you know, leaning over the side of the bed? What are you up to? You know? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You're that's squishy. All day. That's him. He wants to know what's going on, you know? So I think that's interesting and in writing from that perspective, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not supposed to do this. You'll get in trouble, but it's exciting. You know, you may want to do it just to see what happens. I love both my children, but I'm telling you what, if I tell my 10 year olds not to do something, she's going to do it just to see why I didn't want her to do it. You know, pushing boundaries. That's right. I, I, I feel like I've got that, the, the preteen terror and I've got the, you know, the terrible twos at the same time. So um well you've been there i'm there now mine mine's about to be 13 in in a few weeks and let me tell you uh more than once i've looked at her and thought to myself i'm like thank god you're not a boy i would have slapped you through the wall <laughs> right yeah they're they're wild man they're wild but like it's it's almost like they're taught to be disrespectful like like the last few generations, I'm like, man, if I had said like half the stuff she said to me to my mother, uh, she wouldn't be here because I would have been dead. Right. Absolutely. I'm with you. I totally understand that. That I might have ended up being a spirit, you know, in I, the listener. Yeah. 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 You'd have been a noble spirit. Yeah. I love it. Speaking How'd you of get here? I told my mother to shut up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd have been me. Don't feel bad. That'd have been me all day. Um, but I think that we have this, this, the next, um, the next issue in the listeners called beginnings. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to draw people in, uh, even further than they are. Cause I got a really cool compliment from, uh, demon Phil the other day. And he was like, you know, it didn't matter how I read the second book. I was still drawn into it emotionally. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's very powerful, you know, and uh, with beginnings, we're actually going to take you guys back to uh, the first Addison, you know, his grandfather. So we're, we'll, you know, because we're on, we're Addison the third basically now. You know, they call him Junior at times, but he's still basically the third. Um, and it's interesting to to go back and show you guys the 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 very first listener how he became what he is why there's a certain demon that is can't stand the listener you know and all these different aspects of it and then we also find out a little bit more about sonny why sonny did what he did you know what's going on with him you know for some reason my my one of my main antagonists is everybody's favorite character so i'm having a lot of fun with that at the same time um you know we just found out a friend of ours is doing a blank cover with his face on it um so that's pretty cool uh, I like writing Sonny a lot. I think that he's that guy that we all like dread when we're dealing with situations. The guy that, you know, you don't want to have to deal with, whether he's an employee or he's a buddy or whatever else. 
Um, and with book three beginnings, it, it's, it's the hunt is on, man. It, it is, you know what? You, you, you better get away quick, brother, because there's a couple folks that are after you now. Mm -hmm. you know, and if you've read when winds weep or you've seen it, you know, there's a couple dudes that are, you know, hot on his heels. So that's the, the second half of book three is basically Nostis on the trail of Sani. So um, we're excited to see that uh, we start introducing what we call Yogai and Yogai are actually uh, it's a Chinese description for demons. Uh, and, you know, we're in China at that point in time. So they're very prevalent in that area. Uh, so we'll get into a little bit of that. And you'll start seeing why they call them noble spirits in book three, uh, how powerful they are, you know, where they stand on the food chain of things per se. Um, and Gnostis is badass. Oh, BA, man, he's a lot of he's a lot of fun to write about. Um, mm -hmm. because you know, you guys only got two two issues of my characters, and then then you then you got new iterations of them, we'll call it for those of you that haven't read my book so far new iterations of my characters and uh, with the exception of, of Addy, but um, who, who comes into his own at the end of book two anyway. So uh, we're, we're going into that. We're going to do a, uh, we've got book zero. That's going to, uh, that's in the works right now. Book zero is uh, all about uh, Addy senior, which is Addy's father, how he, what he did as the listener or what he did not do as the listener, why the gods and, uh, demons and stuff have no faith in the listener any longer. You know, a lot of that has to do with him as a character. Uh, how he, well, why we came across the titles uh, for When Winds Weep, you know, and what came about the the 11 by 17 posters we were putting out, you know, the rip listener posters and stuff, you know, why we put those out. So you'll get to see those uh, come to fruition. Uh, how Addy becomes the listener. There can only be one listener at a time. So, uh, Addy only makes it through book through, uh, book two, because he becomes the listener. That's the only reason he lives through book two. So we're really excited to be able to bring out book zero as well. Uh, that'll be coming out here in the next few months. Uh, and that's all about his father, how his father dies, why his father dies. Uh, you actually meet his father at the end of book one in a bar. That says a lot about the character. And I wanted you guys to feel that emotion because alcohol does things to people. Uh, not everybody can drink it healthily, not saying that alcohol is healthy at all, but there are some people that imbibe too much, you know what I mean? And uh, it changes them as people. And uh, the Native American community was hit extremely hard by it. And I wanted you guys to get an idea of what was going on with that kind of stuff at the time. Um, and you actually get to see his noble spirits at the end of book one, actually. Very last page of book one, you get to see his noble spirits. Splash. So it was a lot of fun for that one. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. That page actually almost didn't even make it into that book. So really excited it did. Um, and now, you know, how's he die? You know, why is he die? So uh, to be frank, from a writer's perspective, he had to die to create our current listener, you know. But the reason he dies and the backstory behind how he dies and everything, why he's an alcoholic, uh, he's an alcoholic for a very different reason than people would believe you know, the, the average alcoholic, you know, uh, you know, for a lot of you, uh, you may not have ever gone down that rabbit hole, uh, rabbit hole with alcoholism, but he, he can't hear them when he drinks. So he tunes them out. It's, it's like, it's like professor X, right? 
he's always hearing everybody all around him all the time. Mm-hmm. But this guy's got no way of tuning them out, you know, so he's slowly losing his mind the whole time. And instead of embracing the listener, he rejects the listener. So he rejects all these beings that come to him for help or want to be seen or need somebody to even just associate with, you know, he rejects them. So Addie, you know, our, our current listener will have to deal with all that eventually, you know, the reactions, the blowback from the previous listener, not being the listener. So I'm um, really excited to bring that to you guys. Um, so super excited about greed, the team that's on greed. You'll see those cover artists flop back and forth, just like we do with listener. Now you'll see some of those guys coming over to the listener. Um, you'll also get to see some of those guys and gals do their particular covers. Cause some of those names are known for certain covers that we've not been able to let them go ham on yet. So, uh, like I said, greed gets to, you know, we get to drop our hair a little bit. So you'll get to see some wild covers for greed. Uh, starting mm-hmm. in book two, because uh, we introduced the, the the queen of horrors in book two. So you guys will start getting to see some fun covers for those of you that are, you know, into the little bit of risque and fun covers. We'll be doing a little bit of that. Um, mind you, uh, I understand that not everybody's into that. So there will be cover swaps and stuff like that. You know, you don't, they, there's never going to be a time when you have to have something on, on a cover for me. Uh, there'll, there'll always be swipes. And uh, for those of you that don't know what a swipe is, it's literally two versions of the same book with certain things covered or not covered. So mm-hmm. we'll take care of you like that. Um, but yeah, everybody's going to go ham on greed, man. We're all excited. Um, I'm excited to be able to, to, to show you guys this amazing, you know, uh, group of people. I mean, not just, not just, you know, a couple cool folks. I mean, this is a, a plethora of awesome talent and um, in all kinds of different ways, you know, from traditional painting styles to modern comic styles to all kinds of different stuff. Um, April 23rd, man, Greed Goes Live. I'm really excited. I'm learning things, right? Like as I go through this, because I get tired of, you know, going, man, I wish I knew how to do that, you know, so I'm, I'm coming up with all kinds of cool crap you know what I mean, to do with the book and to show, um, to show things with the listener, um, and greed, um, like that, the, the logo I did the other day with Cade sitting on top of the greed logo. I did that. I thought that was awesome. You know what I mean? I was excited about that. Um, and y'all joke, but it's cool. Um, but you know, so we're, we're pushing through, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff. I'm writing the novel. I'm writing the game. Um, the, the greed uh, co- collaboration with the listener in the novel, uh, you know, Cade nor Oz will be main characters in the novel. They'll be characters that jump in and out. It'll always be from Addie's perspective. Um, but I'm at like 200 and something pages now. I'm nowhere near done with that. So uh, there's a lot going on. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I'm like 38, 30 almost 38 completed books done for the listener. So you guys have got a lot to look forward to. you got the Jonah and the Whale Ahab stuff. You've got the Louisiana voodoo stuff. I mean, the Feolod Irish werewolf stuff. There's, there's a whole lot to be seen. You know, that's not even talking about the, the Chupacabra stuff or the Lorona stuff. 
Um, there's a lot of miniseries, guys, a lot of little small stories that are tied together. Um, but I, I like to continue my books. I don't like to jump stories. So if it ended at one, it'll pick up right on the next one where you left off with the first one um, or the previous book. Um, you know, we've got the the small mini series coming up with Spiritual Prison. That's going to be a lot of fun because uh, a lot of people have asked what happens to a demon or a god or, you know, a monster or whatever what have you dies. It's got to go somewhere, right? It's going on, Pops. Uh, hey, Pops. It's got to go somewhere. So uh, we create this spiritual prison um, for it to go into. And one of the neatest things about the spiritual prison was uh, it's actually based on my nightmares as a kid. I used to have recurring nightmares. Um, and like they were so bad, they started when I was like eight years old and went until I was like 13. And I would be in this, like I would be in hell and finding my way around hell. And it was just these massive, massive like, uh, black obelisks and stuff that you would walk through and just, you know, like smoke and brimstone and fire all over the place. But you're walking on these like small walkways, right? And if you looked up in the sky, it would be actually it would be like Lucifer looking down on you. And this is an eight-year-old kid, man. The scariest stuff. Well, this nightmare got me through college. Like it got me into college and through college because I would do designs off of it because when I turned 10, uh, my uncle Ricky actually gave me my first uh, notebook and my first pencil set, and I would wake up and I would draw my nightmares. I wish I still had that stuff because that stuff's probably really cool to have now. But um, I used to draw them, and uh, all I have left is from memory. And what I did for college is once a week for like eight months is I would send in a piece, uh, a design piece from these nightmares. So uh, this prison is going to be my nightmares. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and we've got a fun way of getting there that we've tied to, you know, the Native American theologies and stuff. So you'll you'll see how that works coming up shortly. But uh, we're in China till book six, kids, book six, uh, and we'll be back in the States. So we've got a lot of combat to do from between book three and book six. We've got a lot of uh, backstory to show you guys. Um, you know, we, if you picked up Guy's journal. You'll be getting uh, backstories on the Seven Deadly Sins, the Four Horsemen, uh, all kinds of other characters. The only character you will not get backstory from is uh, uh, about is Greed in that book uh, because of the fact the character uh, who we've not actually shown yet in the Greed book uh, or have talked about much in it is one of the Seven Deadly Sins. And we don't know why or how he's involved, or at least I'm not telling y'all how he's involved in the, the greater state of things and why the seven deadly sins are working with Adesaya and why Adesaya is, you know, pulling strings to get the gods to basically turn on each other. Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, we're, we're bringing in uh, Lilith in the book to agreed, um, you know, uh, Lee and Ari in the book uh, three of greed as well, or book three agreed. We're bringing Kukulain into Book Three Agreed, and we're bringing the Sin War, or not War, sorry. Um, oh my gosh, who, uh, Wrath. Wrath is who we're bringing into Book Three for Greed. So I'm really excited about that. For those of you that are getting, like I said, Guy's Journal, you'll get all the cool images for these characters and stuff. The original uh, 
uh, Gabby's takes on my character designs for these characters. Um, but uh, Wrath has possessed a young, so the, the appearances can change with the, the people that the sins, excuse me, the sins possess. So Wrath mm -hmm. has possessed a young Nazi child during World War One. And he keeps that child because he believes he has the most wrath he's ever seen in an individual. And to me, the idea of like an 11 year old kid dressed as a Nazi, it just is terrifying. You know what I mean? It's, it, I mean, cause he, he speaks like a grown man, you know what I mean? He's possessed by a being that's been around for hundreds of years. So the interactions between him and Oz are going to be very interesting because this is one of the original big bads that's standing in front of you, you know? So you've also got the horsemen that are going to be involved in all this stuff, which are trying to stop the listener because they believe the listener is doing all the, you know, the deeds that are happening. So he's being framed by these characters and that's not spoiler. That's you guys will find that out real quick. You know what I mean? As things go, um, but I'm excited. I'm real pumped to, to share this stuff with you guys. Lots of, you know, lots of stuff for Will's show guys, props for him. Uh, lots of exclusives. I try to give them to, to Will before I give them to anybody else. Um, and there's a lot going on. It's just a very big world, man. It's a very large, large world. And now we got two books. So two books mm -hmm. back to back that you guys will get. Um, like I said, uh, when one comes to your house, get ready because the next Kickstarter is about to pop off. You know what I mean? So when it does, you're, you'll, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna rotate like that. You should be getting, getting a book from us at least once every month and a half, depending on shipping. Cause shipping sucks. You know, I understand it does, but it's got to come from, you know, uh, our printers to us, then back to y'all, you know what I mean? So it, it takes time. Uh, I'm doing everything I can circumvent that stuff for you guys. Um, even charging just a little bit more for, for shipping just so I can get it expedited to y'all. And it's, it's not a lot more cause my shipping is almost null and void for people in the United States. It's, I, I it's like five bucks, you know what I mean? For like for expedited shipping. So I, I do what I can. I make sure you guys get your bubble wrap books and your Gemini's and all that jazz, you know, so we get it all to you the right way. Um, uh, we joked the other day. I dropped a, uh, <laughs> I, I dropped a CGC book uh, after we packed it off of my uh, my landing onto um, onto a table, which is like twenty feet, you know, just to see if how our packing was going, and uh, I, it didn't make a dent. So I'm really excited about that, and um, you guys will be getting your books in no time through us, you know, but. Stuff does happen, acts of God and whatnot. So, you know, we'll make sure you get it. Uh, the soap for those of you that ordered when Lynn's Weep is coming in. I'm really excited about that. Smells great. You know, takes you right there. Uh, I wouldn't drive after I washed with it, though, because you don't want anybody thinking you've been imbibing a little bit when you drive down the road. Um, but, you know, it's a good smell. It happens, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So there, there were two things that... I, I kind of like went to when you said certain things mm -hmm. like in when you talked about the uh, the centaur going through the house 
Yeah. And and trashing the place. The first thing I thought of was the Bumblebee movie where Bumblebee was like touching stuff uh-huh. and, and destroyed their entire living room. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's then what when, it's like. And, They're literally fighting up and down, the, like down the hall, from the bedroom, down the hall, outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and this, this being is eight and a half foot tall. You know, like I said, you're talking 400, 450, 500 pounds. It's coming through your your second story like hallway, you know? So it's a really interesting uh, concept to us and the team. We Everybody did really well with it. Uh, it came out and looks great. Um, you know, I, I have to, you have to make it interesting, right? Like combat is something you have to, and, and I, I enjoy writing it because it's a lot of fun to me, but you have to make it interesting. It can't be like a WC or a, a WWE match. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. our our uh, the heel is beating up dude, and then you know the face turns around and he's like, "Ah ha ha!" I immediately turn this match around. You know what I mean? You don't want to write like that because people see through it. It's very, it, it's very opaque. You mm-hmm. know. So I try to write it to where it's a. In the listener, I, I made it so that you never know who's going to make it through a book of mine. You know what I mean? And I think that's very prevalent in my writing style. So with Greed's the same way, I wanted to make sure you never knew how it would end. You know, if there's a fight, I, it's not Ninja Turtles, which I love Ninja Turtles all my heart. I'm a huge fan. But it's not It's not that all our turtles are going to make it to the next issue. And you know that every time. I think mm-hmm. the only time we lost a turtle, it's been a couple times. Uh, in image when Slash actually became a good guy and stayed behind to like bar the way so the turtles could get away. You know what I mean? There, there's been a couple times where, you know, mute animals did die, you know, but at the same time, nine times out of 10, we, you know, we knew the turtles were going to make it to the next issue. You know, even if they were getting the crap beat out of them, they were going to come back and they, they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want you guys to have a feeling like that. I feel like that's safe. And I don't want you guys to have a feeling like everybody is safe all the time um, because there's there's a couple of things that we've talked about in the listener and in greed that are not finite, and that's death and time. So I'm not saying we've got Dragon Balls and we can bring people back to life or anything with a wish, but I'm saying that not everybody's going to make it through every issue that you're reading. And I, I love that. I love the fact that I'm putting out a book where you don't know if all the characters you like are going to make it. And I'm sorry that they may not all make it. I am, but it produces a sense of almost like, uh, like you're not all powerful when you're reading this book. And I think that's important, you know, cause we see all these characters that are just overly powerful. You know, they walk in a room and they're just like, Oh yeah, I just took out every bad guy that was there. You know, the only guy that you really see get the crap beat out of him outside of Peter Parker, who is still my favorite outside of Peter Parker in the, in the Marvel universe is like Wolverine or the Hulk, because they're just going to regenerate all the damage back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Wolverine gets ripped in half. Guess what? We don't get to see the rest of that issue. That never came back out, you know, but I would have loved to seen that issue come out in the ultimate comics where he ripped Wolverine in half. Um, But there are certain things we just don't get. And, I, I don't want to anybody ever be like, I, I didn't give you something. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you go to eat a meal uh, in a, at a nice restaurant, you, you get your full course. You know, I don't ever want somebody to be like, hey, man, you left the 
you left my water. I was supposed to get a water. You didn't bring it to me. I don't ever want that. You know, I, 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 I dread that because I'm my own worst critic. I'm literally beating myself up all the time. Is this good? Is that great? How do I do this? How do I feel about that? What do you think about that? You know what I mean? And I think that making it to where people have to question or are wondering is the most important thing about it. Cause we know that, Hey, look, you know, um, if you die in Marvel, you could be back. I mean, look at Logan. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that blew my mind. That's a whole other conversation all, all together, but it really blew my mind. You know, I was like, wow, this is real. This is great. The story's together. And now all of a sudden he's back. And it was just like, okay, we just did it with the Hulk again. You know, the Hawkeye arrow at the eye like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's the immortal Hulk. I get it. You know what I mean? You, you, it, it all goes back to IPs and original IPs. You know, and I think that's one of the most powerful things about any comic books. It's our IP. You know what I mean? It's it's if it's good, I'll keep doing it. If the character is not getting the response that I need or want, I can move them over to the other book. You know what I'm saying? If they're not getting it there in that style, well, then they need to be replaced. It's it's not like I I, I don't want to put them on a back burner for t- five years and then just pull them up out of a box because. I didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, hell, if you look at it, you think uh, eight eight issues a year probably for each of these books, give or take. And so I'm 30, 36 issues done for a fact with the listener. So that's, I mean, that's like six years. You know what I mean? Or yeah, six years that I could put out content that I've got written for the listener right now. So that's why I want people to be confident. The book is there. It's not going anywhere. You know, it exists. Uh, you don't have to worry about not getting the next book. I think that's a very valid question, though, because people are like, oh, well, you know, I've got this cool, you know, cool, you know, book off the indie market. You know, it's cool. Da 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 da. I can't find the rest of them. I, I, I want to read them, but I can't find them. That's like Blackthorn. I love a bunch of the books they put out, you know, but can never find them. You know, the original Werewolf series, you know, from way back, I would love to be able to find those books, but it's like pulling teeth. And I don't want people to have that problem. You know, I want you to be able to know, hey, look, the trade paperback's coming out. This is coming out. That's coming out. The digital books are there for people that like to read digital books. You know what I'm saying? And like for Greed right now, oh my gosh, I was just telling Kevin about it. We're going to put all three of our digital books on there for 12 bucks total all three of them so you get uh the listener you addy you get then you get the listener win wins weep and then you get greed little green men all for 12 bucks you know so i'm excited to be able to do that um and that'll just continue to grow and it's probably going to stay about that price range but it's gonna, just going to continue to grow as our our volumes get larger, you know, mm-hmm. the more books we got, the more PDFs you'll get. Um, but yeah, all kinds of fun stuff, man. I'm excited. And the, the, this'll, this'll go, this'll, this'll be a good, uh, segue to plug, plug the movie night show. Cause oh, yeah. as soon as you mentioned the little Nazi boy, I immediately flashed to that movie at pupil. Yeah, absolutely. Which, by the way, scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. For sure. 
you know who it takes me back to and and my wife laughed about it is the movie uh was it thir- rob zombies 13 mm-hmm. with the the um the the shorter gentleman we, we don't use the m word you know what i mean the shorter gentleman that uh literally had the little the hitler goatee but he's speaking spanish or the the hitler mustache he was speaking spanish you know which was super weird to me you know um but he was walking around and had the whole getup on you know and it was like that's how i see that character and it terrifies me like he's well, you know it's been 80 years he might have picked up another language no no there you go i mean but um i i think the idea of the character is terrifying the fact that he's strong enough to to do the things he does uh, and the short stories, man, for those of you that are really interested in our collectors and stuff, either reach out to me personally or wait for the second print for Guy's journal because the stories that we put together were amazing. I mean, they were edited by two or three different folks and just not just the art. The art's beautiful, but the stories that we, we – the backstories for these characters was just phenomenal to write because we went ham. Like I, I – it wasn't like writing a comic book, you know what I mean? I went, I, I don't know, you probably get 15 novel pages into one one page of this comic book, this oversized comic book. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited that we can do that for you guys. Uh, 60 pages, um, stunning work, man, just stunning, stunning work. But yeah, so like his backstory has to do with the fact that he gets chosen and the minute he gets chosen, he he kills a, a group of Jewish children, and is literally like that were there visiting, that were friends of their family, you know. And he kills them. Then he kills his mother and his father, and it's just it's it was probably the darkest thing I've ever written in my entire life. And I've written some really messed up stuff, so it was uh, definitely magnum opus for me. Uh, Guy's journal. Uh, with with these short stories, um, not comic book wise, but short stories was definitely this was definitely the the peak of my career so far. Thirty five years old, been writing D anD D and werewolf campaigns and vampire campaigns for almost twenty five years, you know. And I think that this was probably the scariest stuff I've ever written to date. Um, really proud of that book. Can't wait to get it to you guys. Uh, and a lot, a couple people will be getting them as surprises. I'm excited about that too. Um, it is taking a little bit longer, but there's so much work that was put into this mm-hmm. uh, versus the actual comic book, which does have a lot of work. I'm not saying it doesn't. It just 60 pages is a lot more than 24, you know, so yeah. uh, you guys are going to get a lot of stuff. <coughs> but, yeah, segueing into the show, super excited about the show. Uh, you know, Jim Noble's a stand-up guy. He's a lot of fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great time. We had a ton of viewers last week, guys. Uh, and we and everybody's talking the whole time. So it's not like a show where we're not talking or anything. Um, you're literally asking questions and fun people are getting involved. And, you know, there's guests showing up every time you turn around into that into that show the other night. I'm sure that'll continue. Um, yeah. I mean, and plenty of fun folks, man. And like I said, Will, we'll get you on there. Uh, Cause you're a, you're a movie guy. We'll get you on there. We'll BS a little bit. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta get Kevin on there at one point. Kevin was throwing some funny curveballs in there for conversation. Um, but uh, let me, let me give you guys this. Um, 
make sure that you, you you pay mind to these guys that are looking out for you, that are taking care of you, that are promoting your books, that are showing off your stuff because of the fact that if we didn't have them in this day and age, we'd almost be like that dude that's like without a paddle, right? You're in your canoe and you're trying to get down the river, but you can only reach so many folks. So mm -hmm. look out for your, your promoters, even if you pay them, whatever, they're still promoting you. You know what I mean? Look out for your promoters. Look out for your, you know, your Kickstarter teams, your artists, you know, we, it's all making a living. This is all like a circle of life type of thing. You know, we all need to get this. I'm not saying you got to look out for everybody else's team, but make sure you look out for yours at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. I've had a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot starting year two. You know, we're starting year two on this journey together. Um, a lot of people don't make it through six months. So I'm thankful. I'm eternally grateful to everybody that's backed us supported us all our fans um and i've said it before fan will get you through a bad week real quick you know real quick you know and just be cool to each other man you know see a lot of people you know bad mouth and other folks and whatnot well bad mouth anybody you know there's a lot of people that get just get tired of hearing it you know you see these artists and the writers and stuff that'll blackball people because they're bad mouthing people they just they don't want to deal with it mm -hmm. you know uh, it's a positive industry man be positive together, push each other through it. Um, I'm going to keep hanging out. I'm going to keep hanging out with my buddy, Will, the Joker fan, you know, and uh, we're going to keep putting out books. We're going to have a good time doing it. Sure. I don't have much choice. Yeah, because you've written 26 of them. What else are you going to do? Yeah, well, you know, I, I eventually want to bungee jump. You know? Yeah, not me. <laughs> You didn't see the one where they put the chick in the chair and they pushed her off the side of the thing. The chair is connected. Yeah. The, I, I would leave dead bodies at the top of that thing when they push me off. <laughs> and that's that's not because the gas you left up there in fear, right? That's just. Oh, yeah. That and, you know, they probably stepped in something and slipped off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wear you gotta wear pants that day, man. You can't wear shorts. Yeah. You know, and then somebody like three miles down the road goes, "You smell curry?" Oh no! <laughs> That's the next soap curry. Oh, good lord! <laughs> All right, well, well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. As usual, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget, like I said, April twenty third. Uh, you know, we'll be doing a release party over on Comic Rottery. We'll have fun with that. Will will probably get you over there for that too. Um, you know, it's just gonna be a good time. And uh, I think Greed will will be a new new listener almost, like a, just a new iteration and a good time with folks. So mm -hmm. um, don't be squeamish though, because it's it's not as rough, but it's rough. We have a good time, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits. Um, you know, and uh, not suitable for children. I, I hate having to say that, but that's that's a fact. So I'm not gonna let my daughter read it. I don't suggest you let your kids read it. But whatever, they're your kids. You want to let them read it? You let them read it. You know, I appreciate the patronage, regardless. So, well, you know, if you can if you can get my kid to read anything, let me know. I will do my darndest. You know, if if it doesn't say Minecraft on it, uh, I'm not reading that. It's not Minecraft. Oh no. Oh my God. She gets uh, mad. She gets really mad when she's acting up. I'll, you know, what are you doing? Playing Minecraft. I go, oh, Minecraft. 
Oh no. She gets so she gets bent out of shape, slams her door, and locks it behind her. Oh man, she's gonna beat you up. I'm scared of my two year old man. I don't mess with him. Once well, that, that's that's why I stay in the uh, in the motorized chair opposed to the the regular chair. So in the yeah. regular chair, she can, me, she can push me. She can push me off a cliff in the regular chair. This one weighs like four hundred pounds, and yeah. she doesn't know the she doesn't know the buttons and levers to to push to be able to like move it like even an inch. So. Right, right. She's been trying to push you out of the house. See you get picking now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like the good son, but it's the good daughter. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is, too. Oh, no. Well, like I said, I appreciate you, Will. Mad fun. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, as always, you know, you can find me at the listener Facebook page. You can find me at Dustin Burnell on Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty cool with almost anybody on it. Answer questions, whatever you guys have got. I'll be at ICC, ICCC on uh, April 18th to the 19th, or 17th to the 19th of this month coming, oh shoot, oh my gosh, 16th to the 18th, real sorry about that. So I'll be 16th to the 18th, ICCC, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, I'm, I'm pulling up my calendar, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, 16th to the 18th. He's just Friday, pulling out Saturday, numbers, Monday. he's just pulling yeah. numbers out of somewhere, I don't know yeah, what's yeah, going on. Yeah, so uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 16th, 17th, 18th this month. I'll be there. And then um, the following Friday is the the release. Yeah, is the release. So yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. I got to get all my stuff done in a row for that. Um, one of those days coming up. I'm sure the the Win Wins Week books will be getting here, and I'll be doing like an opening for those and showing those off to you guys. Um, but yeah, so. If you're in Nashville or anywhere in the local area, you know, swing back by uh, ICCC, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. Even if I have to sit in a fishbowl, I promise I'll make it a good time for y'all. Uh, Michael Bean's going to be there. I'm really excited about that. Huge fan of Terminator, huge fan of Aliens, you know, huge fan of Tombstone, you know, so we'll, you know, he's going to be hanging out. You're not my huckleberry. But I, <laughs> I love that movie. Val Kilmer, man, a monster before his time even. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, throat surgery and stuff and still went back at it and whatnot. Whew. But uh, like I said, guys, I'll be around. Uh, it's easy to find the listener doc, uh, the listenercomics.com, you know, anything like that. Uh, like I said, reach out to me personally. I, I, I'm not above people, I promise you. Um, but, yeah, so check it out. Uh, enjoy the listener when you guys see it. Enjoy greed when it comes out. Make sure you check out the Kickstarter on April 23rd. Get yourself some slime. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, don't forget, someone's always listening. And speaking of which, uh, you know, a little peace, love, and, uh, hey, read some comic books, you know? Absolutely. Get on it. Get on it. All right, Will. Thanks.